love it. That's great. That's a little blast from the past. Um, I actually remember she had a brother named Daniel Bedingfield. So that's how much. Uh, that's how amazing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you have stories about every single person. I like music. It's like, I'm not saying I like good music, but I like music. So um, you know, test me. We'll see how this goes. Um, so today's gonna be a fun show, you all. Uh, we're launching a game today. Oh my goodness! Uh, we have to bring a daily doser back from the future. Uh, it is, it is, it is exciting. It's dangerous. Um, so, uh, everyone that's here for the game, uh, good luck. Put on your little detective hat and get ready. Uh, we believe that the daily doser, uh, is going to access the daily dose Twitter, uh, account sometime during the show. So, uh, uh, let's see what happens. Um, it's going to be a fun game. Y'all, um, you'll, you'll see, you'll see. So get ready. I uh, can't wait to see uh, how many of you solve those puzzles. So um, don't forget, share in the comments, what did you do over the weekend? Uh, share a picture. I love uh, seeing what y'all's lives are like and what you do. It's it's really fun. I love the diversity of the, the Daily Dose community out there. Um, all right, let's get rocking. Um, we also have a, a special guest today. Good to see you, Frey. How's it going? Hello, beautiful people. Good morning. Oh, I like being a beautiful person. Thank you. Right, right back at you. <laughs> it's good to have you here. So uh, let's get started with the Mintify market report. As you all know, I'm a big Mintify fan. I've been using the tool forever. Uh, we use it a lot at the fund to look at analytics and numbers. It's a tool for pro NFT traders. It has amazing world-class analytics. Uh, they're also working on a new trading experience that's going to launch this month which I'm really excited about. They've also got a lifetime pass NFT. Uh, just check them out at mintify.xyz. Uh, they come in every day and, and read uh, the market report, which is, uh, I believe, a very valuable chunk of information for all of you daily dosers out there. Um, so uh, why don't you hit it the voice? Is the market up? Is the market down? Let's find out as we look at the market daily report brought to you by Mintify, the NFT terminal for flow traders. Whoa, how about that new intro? Love it, the voice. Thank you. Uh, that, was, that was kind of fun. Appreciate it. Uh, let's hand it over to Mintify. Thanks for being on the show. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for that awesome new intro. Uh, let's check out this market report for today. The total 24 hour volume, 34.3 million. Highest sale, 395 ETH for Board Ape 4025. Top collections for volume, Mutant Apes, 1.3K ETH traded, 15.9 ETH floor price down 2.75%. Board Apes, 775 ETH traded, 73 ETH floor price down just under 1%. And Board Ape Kennel Club coming in at number three, 760 ETH traded, 8.49 ETH floor price down 4.6%. The top gainers. Check punks are up 285% and checks VV edition are up 89%. The top losers, 95% down for cool punk cats, 65% down for chibi Valkyrie. The most anticipated drops for this week, board apes, sewer pass and grails from proof grails three from proof are both minting today. Hezbollah is minting on the 19th. And whitelist ping is minting on the 20th. Some noteworthy market updates. Large crypto market maker Wintermute is distancing itself from the new fundraise from uh, co-founders of bankrupt hedge fund 
Three Arrows Capital. And Binance is looking to allow institutional investors to keep collateral off exchange. While crypto continues uh, continues its upward trajectory, currently consolidating on the highs, Ethereum just about 1578, up about 2% on the day. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, Mentify. Thanks for bringing the knowledge. Um, so uh, I know everyone's really excited about the game we're playing today. Uh, the prize is a guaranteed allow list spot to the upcoming project. So it's going to be fun to see you all collaborate and try to save the daily doser that's been sent into the future. Uh, if you want to know the rules and how the game works, uh, make sure to check out the pinned tweet uh, that Clemente put at the top of the, of, uh, the space. I can't wait to see y'all uh, collaborate and have a good time with that. It's going to be fun. Um, seeing some fun comments from y'all already, what you did over the weekend. Uh, Spyro said, found a good spot for the hammock this weekend. Loved every minute of it with the little one. It's like a super cute a uh, nice picture of them uh, hanging out in the hammock on like kind of a rocky beach. Uh, Dilla Gorilla said, took my son to the local fire station. He loves fire trucks, as you can see. <laughs> and he's like just loving being in the fire truck, which is super fun. Uh, and then Trey said, I-, I got a new couch. Yes, I'm at that stage of my life where new furniture excites me. <laughs> and their cute little picture of their pup sitting on the uh, on the couch. So love seeing what y'all are doing over the weekend. Um Thanks for sharing that. Let's keep going. Um, as you all know, one of the big goals we have with the Daily Dose is empowering you, educating you, uh, keeping you up to date on, on what's happening. And uh, one of the ways we do that is through the Lucky Trader news. So you all know I'm a big fan of Lucky Trader. I head to luckytrader.com all the time. And they've just got trusted, comprehensive news uh, f- across Web3 and uh, the NFT market. Got a great team of analysts. Uh, they also have a great show called The Lucky Lead-In uh, every day at 10 a.m. Eastern, so just before The Daily Dose. Make sure to check that out. It's 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 all business. It's short. It's to the point. It's valuable. Uh, so I'm excited about stopping by. So uh, let's head over to Lucky Trader News. Hit it, the voice. It's time for The Daily Dose. A summary of news from around the Web3 world. Brought to you by Lucky Trader. Love it. Thank you. Uh, welcome, Lucky Trader News. Ryan, thank you. And good morning, everyone. And welcome to Lucky Trader's top Web3 news stories for today. The NFT market saw a huge drop in volume after the crypto rally Friday, though it's beginning to recover. Daily trading volume fell under the 20,000 ETH threshold each day Friday to Sunday, as most project floors fell 10 to 20% against the 20% rally in ETH prices. But trading volume ticked back up on Monday, and most projects seem to have stabilized heading into the new week. Doodles have hired a new head of business development in Austin Hurwitz after a series of new hires, including engineering and product management roles. Austin said of the new role, I look forward to partnering across the industry to develop the most joyful products and experiences in the world for our holders. Canon, the digital imaging giant, has filed trademarks for an NFT marketplace. Online retail stores allowing users to create NFTs and mobile apps enabling buying and selling of NFTs. They filed these trademark applications <clears throat> last week, and this is now their second foray into NFTs as the company previously partnered with Immutable Image to launch a Canon Legends collection on Solana. The City of Seoul has launched a public metaverse for the city, allowing residents to access city services in a virtual environment. The next phase of the project will involve making the environment more accessible to senior citizens who may have trouble commuting to city offices in person. 
which is a primary mission of the metaverse. Then last, data provider CryptoSlam and crypto news site Forecast.News have combined to become Forecast Labs, a Web3-focused media company. Both companies are within the Animoca umbrella and together will build data tools, indices, and methodologies to value the digital economy alongside providing reporting and analysis. Angie Lau, the founder of CryptoSlam, said of the merger, the entire industry has been valued against volatile price movements, which has created a high degree of speculation. Trust in crypto has been eroded as a result, but we have the power to change that with this merger. Some big headlines today. That's it, Ryan. Back to you. Thanks. Appreciate y'all. Lucky Trader for uh, bringing the valuable news, keeping us up to date. Um, Seeing some more fun comments about whatever he does on the weekend. And I'm feeling a little jealous. Uh, A a good friend, Greg Norman, said, surf, amazing swell, and offshore winds this weekend and worked. Sign a new client and a super talented traditional artist entering the space. Awesome to hear. Uh, I've always wanted to learn how to surf. Like I I tried it once and my arms got really tired. So (laughs) I gave up. Um, uh, Sam said, uh, went to the beach during a storm. The tide ended up going up the whole beach and stairs, even the sidewalk. Uh, That's amazing. The power of the ocean just is so humbling. Um, Amazing to see that. Uh, Got a fun photo from Holly uh Rosnowski, they said got to watch my daughter score her first in-game basket Woo-woo, with a little video uh which is super fun uh and then uh shoplifter.e says i put together furniture for my new place the directions were in french and mandarin only so i winged it <laughs> it's awesome i think we have a bunch of a bunch of daily doses that could help you in either french or mandarin so uh you should reach out um Recibo, how's it going welcome gm gm hope everybody had a great long weekend um tyler did thank tyler, you tyler i have to ask um i heard you say the city of soul and in my head i'm like thinking sol right is this the city of solana is this <laughs> city of soul. Is this lisbon wait is this someplace in like louisiana tennessee or kentucky and then i'm like oh <laughs> wait a minute south korea <laughs> <laughs> the city of soul that's how deep we are in web3 and i hear soul i think of solana not that the actual amazing place <laughs> love it uh thanks for Steve-O. I hope that uh, new dadhood is, is treating you well. Um, all right. We are seeing a ton of fun people uh, flowing into the space. Uh, appreciate all the, probably the, we've got some new folks coming in for the game. Uh, so welcome to the Daily Dose. Uh, you're always welcome here. This is a friendly, inclusive uh, space. So glad you're here. Um, we've got, uh, I think, a fascinating discussion coming up uh, around uh, tokenized physical assets but a quick update yesterday on the day off, um, uh, Gigi and the team got a bunch of Daily Dose Twitter space hosts together. Um, so, you know, we're seeing this explosion of amazing Twitter spaces around the world, uh, Daily Dose spaces and Persian and French and German and, uh, and Espanol. And it's just awesome. So we're starting to gather all those Twitter space hosts together. We're getting to know them. Uh, we're, we're training them. We're supporting them. And then uh, our goal over time is to release um, the official Daily Dose Global Twitter Spaces um, to really grow this community, uh, support this community, and and uh, and lift you all up. So stay tuned. We're st- we're still working on all that. It should be a lot of uh, a lot of fun. So let's transition to the t- uh, the first topic of the day uh, about tokenized physical assets. So. This is why we asked Frey to join us. He's an expert in this, and uh, he, he's from a project called Americana, and he's going to walk us through a little bit of his expertise. Um, 
bag alert. I do hold a couple of, of assets from the project, but I'm not a massive bag holder or something, but it's always important to let you know if I've got a little bit of skin in the game, I do. But I, I think Frey is an expert on this. He's been working really hard on, on, on what is happening with uh, physical assets and tokenizing. I thought it'd be good uh, to talk about it and learn more. So um, quick for like, for a quick introduction, uh, you know, Frey, why don't you tell everybody kind of who you are, what the project is real fast, and then we'll dig into, uh, you know, what are tokenized assets and what's going on here. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Uh, Good to be here. Uh, yeah. So um, I'll give you sort of my background uh, first. Um, I mean, I've really always been obsessed with uh, commerce. Um, commerce turned into e-commerce, and now e-commerce is turning into um, you know, blockchain commerce. Um, I was very fortunate to uh, be able to work at a company called The Fancy uh, in New York. Um, at the beginning, the sort of dawn of the App Store and um, mobile commerce. Um, and um, we, uh, we just took the design and the experience of shopping in this new medium seriously at a time when others uh, were just sort of brushing it aside and it paid off well um, that app was listed best apps of the year and the app store and um, I sort of got passed around to other uh, big tech companies um, all in the same wheelhouse of um, new forms of commerce making things uh, that are abstract or complex uh, extremely usable and um, you know, mass consumer friendly, uh, Apple, Twitter, Shopify, et cetera. Um, and admittedly started Americana way too early. Um, <laughs> Most good late. ideas are too early at the beginning. So now it's like, uh, instead of me feeling crazy, um, here I am on the ghost <laughs> with Ryan, you know, here we so, go. So hi, mom. Uh, hey mom, like, we made it. Um, so that's actually do a nerd alert. Uh, hit it, the voice. It's time for the Nerd Alert. Love it. So the Nerd Alert today is tokenized asset. Uh, a lot of people might be thinking, what? Um, I understand what tokens are. I understand what assets are, but what is happening here? Um, so, Frey, can you explain what does it mean to have a physical asset with a token attached to it? Uh, what are we talking about? What is this and how does it work? Yeah, exactly. So uh, Americana uh, in its simplest form is a platform um, where we do three things, uh, facilitate the collecting of things, physical things, uh, the protecting of those things and the connecting of uh, those things and your community. Um, so essentially uh, we are a place where you can, show off the physical things that you have, the collectibles that you own. Uh, you know, the collectibles market is $400 billion industry that's really been forgotten and pushed into the past and no one's really built for it. Uh, but it actually has the perfect sort of combination uh, and timing uh, as it relates to uh, blockchain and Ethereum volatility, for example. Right. So quick question about that. So, so, all right, we're talking about digital collectibles um, and then we are recording them on the blockchain and then allowing people to trade those easier. 
Um, so what, what is an, what's a, a, like a real world example of something that someone uh, would tokenize and put in the blockchain as a collectible? Yeah, great. I mean, uh, I'm the biggest nerd and I think self-proclaimed whale when it comes to Pokemon cards. Um, massive collector. All of our team members are actually like super collectors in like whatever their little niche is. For me, it's Pokemon cards. So to give you an example, when, um, you know, why, why care? Why, why tokenize a, your, you know, a Pokemon card? Um, the, the process right now is so archaic and so slow. Like I, the only way I can get my Pokemon cards today is eBay where I have to verify the images. I have to look up the review of the seller, whoever they are. Um, and it's all on me. I have to know how to spot a fake as well or Photoshopped uh, images. Yeah. And I have this problem. I, I, I buy Jordans occasionally and I have this problem, uh, uh you know, I haven't bought some for a little while, but it was always pr problematic. Like, how do I verify this thing is real or not? Yeah, exactly. So when it's all done for you and it's just simply a token, instead of me, uh, you know, taking about a week or more from uh, buy, pressing the buy button on eBay to getting the actual card and inspecting it in real life and confirming it and owning it, uh, you know, that takes about a week. And uh, when it is a token, it's instant um, you have full ownership, uh, outright of this thing that is in a high security vault, temperature controlled, fully insured, um, and instantly tradable. So, uh, and so would someone, so, uh, and I'm curious, I actually was thinking about this, you know, you have these, uh, massive marketplaces like eBay, right? Um, you know, a huge amount of collectibles are traded in eBay. I have two questions. Um, Number one is why hasn't eBay done this? Um, and uh, number two, uh, how does someone tokenize a physical asset? Say you did have a Pokemon card and you're like, I kind of, I want to trade this. I want to have it stored in a secure place, but how do I actually get it onto the blockchain? So can you tackle the eBay question first? And then the second question is, you know, how, how does somebody do that? And you, you don't have to focus specifically on how it happens in Americana, but in mm -hmm. general, you know, how is something uh, tokenized that's physical? Yeah, so um, with eBay, you know, they're really volume-based, and it's it's sort of a race to the bottom. There's no sort of uh, high-end or curation to it. It's just sort of everything. Um, ours is very, uh, you know, we focus on HEC, high-end collectibles. Um, so I'm not sure. You know, it's like they, they're sort of too big of a dinosaur to to move the ship, to be honest. Yeah, because it's strange. Like my kiddo, we talked about this before. Devin loves Magic the Gathering, and you know he's mm -hmm. always buying cards uh, on on eBay because that's kind of where they are. And it's just so. So you're basically saying, hey, they're just so entrenched. They're they're you know so old now. It's just hard for them to to pivot. So we're gonna see new startups that tackle that. Got it. Now yep. number two. So say say you know I've got this Magic card happens to be valuable. And I'm like, you know what? This would be kind of fun to actually start uh, storing and then eventually trading more easily. How do I actually do that? Uh, so it's all done with a, really like a click of a button on our platform where uh, you can vault it with us. You know, your platform is essentially your own personalized mini vault or not mini, but however big you want it to be, uh, where uh, we send uh, our courier service out, grab the thing, white glove service uh, is authenticated stored and insured 
uh, and tokenized. Uh, it can be redeemed and taken out of the vault, but uh, cool. very simple. We just sort of do it for you. Got it. So, so we're going to see services. You know, Americana is one of them. And, and again, you know, you, you, you and I know there's there's competitors, and this is going to spring up as as multiple solutions. But the idea is, you have this valuable collectible in your house. You're like, you know what? Uh, it's dumb. I have it in my house. I actually want it in a safe, secure place. I also want to be able to, you know, trade it easily, and I want to be able to show it easily. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tokenize it with one of these services. So sign up. You know, out comes a courier. You know, box. I I box it up. Send it off. Then it gets verified, and then you take care of turning it into an NFT, right? You you basically take yep. a picture, take a picture of it, and then uh, you know uh, uh, mint the NFT and then add it. Um, and then who? How does how does the price of it being decided? You know, or or do I as the collector decide that initially? Uh, yeah, it's market driven, so you get to pick. You don't have to sell things. Like you can just sort of fill your vault with the stuff that you have and just flex got it so it's almost like you you don't have to list it obviously as an nft yeah just you either have it or or list it okay cool so um to me this makes total sense like i i I see i've always said like i think every asset on the planet is going to be tokenized at some point um and collectibles are are very natural on board to that um so it's exciting to me um so let's talk about the future, and then I'd love to get um, some speakers up on the stage that are passionate about, you know, collectibles, uh, uh, tokenizing uh, collectible assets, trading them, and where. My question is, where are we going with this? Um, so when you imagine, mm-hmm. you know, where we'll be, and and I, I think probably two years is a time frame that allows uh, enough things to happen, and then you know you could jump to five years. Um, where do you think we'll be? With tokenized physical asset collectibles in two years? Uh, I think it's going to really happen fast. I mean, the the um, most important uh, piece of this is uh, sort of the big brands uh, and corporations uh, understanding and learning about this because uh, they are used to uh, selling things at a purchase price, and now they're able to sell things at a purchase price and gain perpetual royalties. So know. Wow, <laughs> that's nice. You know, it changes the complete financial model uh, from the ground up, and it, you know, f- frankly, creates more revenue. Um, so I think when big brands make that change, it'll happen fast. Exciting. So you think we'll, we'll see a switch? I mean, we, we, we know, obviously, with the uh, uh, acquisition of Artifact by Nike, you know, you presume that Nike is going to uh, also, you know, go this direction. And we're starting to see that happen a little bit. Um, so I'm very excited about this. I think it just, it, it takes the friction out of the collectible market, like period. Right? It, it um, makes too much sense. And like I said, like the collectible, you would think that like collectibles is like a weird, small niche. <laughs> no one cares. It's so old, so antiquated. Like there are collectibles stores here and there, but everything's on ebay this is a huge market it's today it's 400 billion dollars and like i said to get my pokemon card takes a week like this is so old (laughs) if we do nothing it's already a huge market like it's just so ripe gosh it's gonna be wild i'm i'm super pumped about it um so i i appreciate you hopping up here as as the expert who's in the in the weeds in the trenches actually building this stuff uh, would love it if you stick around 
uh, as we continue to talk about it. We'll go to hands in a minute. Um, everyone listening, uh, Clemente just uh, pinned a tweet with the question of what is the future of tokenized physical assets? Where will be in two years? I'd love to hear from everyone in the audience. So please reply to that. And then uh, we'll start reading out some of your comments uh, live on air. Um, but let's go to hands and and talk about it. where do we think we're going to be in two years with tokenized physical assets. Uh, welcome to the show, Pixelize. Hello. Hey, Ryan. Hey, everyone. Daily Dose. Welcome. Um, thank you. Uh, yeah, I think uh, it's kind of interesting. So I was kind of talking to some people, and they were like, "This isn't my world," but it started to make sense actually because like when people buy shoes and they take them home, most of the time they don't even wear them. Um, and so it's kind of the same thing as like these high-end Pokemon cards or anything like that. Like they don't actually use them. It's just having that physical asset and then having that store of value and then reselling it later. And so they were, we were kind of discussing, they're like, well, what if we just had a digital backed asset that, well, it was like physically backed, but it was like a digital token. Um, and so you're actually trading that uh, digital token around. And then once that person wants to redeem the physical asset, they can do that. So like a pair of shoes, for example, like, you know, high-end Jordans, um, most of the time people aren't going to wear those. They're going to put them, you know, up on their case or anything like that. Um, and so what if you had the opportunity to kind of trade that digital asset and it still retain that value, um, because you know, it's backed by a physical asset. Right. And so there has to be like trust in there, of course, with like the person who's holding that physical asset. But, um, I thought that was a really cool use case. Cause like, Amen. it's kind of the same thing as like PBT and Azuki. So, um, yeah, exactly. I think the future looks, looks like that. Like we're trading digital digital assets that are backed by physical goods. Yep. Yeah. I get very excited about it. Um, and I think, you know, the, 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 the quality signal and the trust signal will start, you know, as you say, so say you go to the website of, uh, you know, a company like Americana that's tokenizing assets, you know, you'll get a brand feel a quality feel. Do I trust this? And then you'll probably start seeing videos where they say, this is what it's like when you're, when your collectible gets picked up, you know, here's what our courier looks like and here's the experience. And it probably will be very, you know, lux. And then you, you kind of build trust. Well, here we go. And then you'll see pictures of, you know, the vaults and, and over time, this will just be normal. Like people will, will think it's so weird that in the past we kind of had boxes of, you know, valuable Pokemon cards, you know, in our closet. Um, it, which you can't trade, aren't visible. It's hard to move them. It's hard to verify them. Uh, so I, I'm personally very bullish on this idea, um, and we'll, we'll kind of see where it goes. Um, seeing some uh, uh, good comments from the crowd, ICOB says, "I think we will see the space continue to grow." My personal favorite growth vector for this is real estate deeding. If we can get some consensus to push property records on chain, we remove tons of friction from real estate transactions. I wrote a paper on this in law school. Amen. And y'all who listen to the show know ICO Beast as a lawyer. Um, that this would be so huge to unlock, uh, you know, uh, real estate deeds on chain. Um, anyone who's bought a house knows just how stupid the process is of trying to get your deed and and how ridiculously manual it is and actually fraught with problems. Um, actually, I'm kind of curious. Let's do like an emoji poll. Uh, it, who who thinks that they'll be buying? tokenized physical assets in the next two years give me a thumbs up if you think you're not going to be doing that give me a thumbs down so thumbs up if you think you'll be buying tokenized physical assets thumbs down if you if you don't think you will wow like a ton of i'm seeing all basically thumbs up so like seed give me a thumbs up uh swimming in circles thumbs up uh genebi scroll all the way bottom kind of get a feel here uh deep thumb up yeah I mean, 
big, big general consensus among you all listening that uh, um, thumbs up. Whoa, I, I, I have a black thumbs up. I, that's interesting. <laughs> so there you go. I changed skin colors, y'all. Okay. <laughs> um, let's keep going to hands and talking about uh, uh, where we think this is going to be in two years. Uh, next up is Mike Mongo. Welcome. How are you doing? Hey, Ryan. Good morning. How's it going? Good. Good to see you. I'm grateful to be here. It's, it's a vibe. And uh, I'm glad you had my friend Frey up here as well, because I'm, I'm, I'm fully bullish on Americana. And, and I just tweeted about him this morning, as a matter of fact. And the reason I, my background on collectibles is that I collected comics when I was a kid. I started very young and then I got smart around age 14 and I paid for my entire first year of school with, with a <laughs> of my comic collection. Boom. Nice. And I travel. And uh, the other, other thing is that I co-founding obey all that, all the early obey stuff is a, oh, that's all collectibles. Oh my God, I wish, I wish we could tokenize some of that stuff and get on the blockchain. You got to talk and, and, you and Shepard should do that. <laughs> Shepard's doing a great job. Shepard and Amanda are doing a great job. Mm-hmm. Sean, Sean Bonner. And uh, they're doing some of the, the older stuff right now, as a matter of fact. And the, one of the things that I love about Americana is it, it, it well, two things. One is it, it verifies the items. That's so important. And then the other thing is I travel so much and I have a, just a, a, like I'm staring at boxes of collectibles that I have right now that if I could have, <clears throat> excuse me, if I could have somewhere else knowing that they're safe, it would take a lot off my mind. Right. It just kind of makes it go away. Right. Um, so you're bullish generally that we're going to see it. This is where we're going. Oh my gosh. Like this company, first of all, another thing by my, with my background with obey aesthetic is my major driver when it comes to brands and branding and, and, and operations and just that the fluidity, which Americana has moved into that space says that the people behind it have an organic relationship with everything that I love about collectibles. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Um, well, I appreciate you stopping by. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, it, it, it's not daily every dose. Day. Oh, thanks brother. Not every day you get uh, one of the co-founders of a band on stage. So <laughs> that's pow, pow, pow. Uh, pow, pow. <laughs> good to have you here. Um, we'll keep going to hands in a second. Uh, seeing some other interesting comments from the crowd. Uh, you all out there, uh, Arjun Singh said it could be the future of ownership in every sector. In my opinion, it's going to allow millions or tens of thousands of more people to start investing and owning at a lower and verified level, which I love, I love hearing that. Uh, let's go to the next hand. Uh, welcome, Doce Boy. How you doing? GM, Jim. Thank you, Ryan and Clemente. GM. Um, a lot of things I was thinking about is we did take a step back when it came to Top Shot because I feel a lot of NFT owners did get burned by that. But uh, I feel like for the future, um, I got very, very excited when I saw Gods Unchained and Soul Rare. I saw them start to implement a lot of different utilities in their game where it made me more excited to get into collecting again. Totally. So, yep. It felt like that digital native version of the game that was collectible. I, I totally agree with God's Unchained. And I just, I, I cut no, you off. sorry, Delta okay. Boy. Go ahead. I just feel just like uh, when you, when you were saying Magic the Gathering, it just instantly piqued my interest. And I feel when we're getting to the future at about two to five years that when we get those people back and we get more people indoctrined into the space that we will have a lot more utility into it. But I just feel like, again, it's going to be more of a marathon rather than a race to see who gets there first. Cause we do have to convince those people and Pokemon and everything to give up those holographic cards 
those first generation mm-hmm. cards, there's just so much worth and liquidity in them that it's very hard to just make you want to switch. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. Uh, thanks for the comment. Um, seen an interesting uh, comment from uh, 2% Nikki uh, who's listening. And uh, they said in Asia, they're already tokenizing sports teams, allowing investors to easily invest in clubs and players. I think we'll be seeing this more and more in the future. So that's kind of interesting. It's uh, you know, the, the tokenization and fractionalization of ownership of a sports team. Um, and you know, y'all get ready because every single sports team is going to have tokenized merch and let just imagine what that's going to do. Right. So you've got your favorite team, uh, you show up to, you're going to, some of you are going to laugh at me because you all know that generally I don't watch sports. Um, but I'm passionate about a couple teams, right? So if you say anything bulls, uh, like I, I, I'm there, right? So Imagine you go to the Bulls game, right? Your your ticket is a POAP, um, a, a proof of attendance, and then you buy a piece of merch. It's got an NFC chip in it. Um, that also is a form of a POAP that says this was purchased here on this date. Uh, it's tokenized on the blockchain. Uh, and then guess what? Like the, the, the Bulls are going to be able to interact with you as a fan, not just a customer, as a fan through that tokenized merch. Um, y'all like get ready. Um, uh, you know, collectibles are, are, are going to, I think this is going to, this is going to be a huge deal in the future. So, uh, Clemente, I see your hand. Yeah, I, I love this. I'm, I'm super, super exciting, but I, I have a quick question for Frey because he obviously knows a lot more about it than I do. Like how do we, this whole idea of vaulting, right. And sending your item to, to a third party, how do we, and I'm totally clueless about this, but like, how do we avoid, us getting FTXed by something like this, right? And and like, do you are there regulations around? Hey, they need to have uh, the third party needs to have a like a, a certain backing to ensure that the that the item stays in the vault. Like, do you mind kind of sharing any insight you have around that? Yeah, yeah, of course. So, I mean, it's fully insured, uh, and it's a network. I, I call it sort of like an omni vault. So, it's a network of you know, the best, uh, like fine art movers, uh, white glove services, uh, in the world. Uh, they're the best in the world at what they do. Um, so it's really not an issue when it's fully insured, but yeah, another thing I had my hand up too, if I can just sort of run with it. Um, no, nope, you, you gotta be done for Sorry. No, <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> Go for it. Another really important thing is like when we think about mass consumer adoption, um, I pride myself on just being a boy from Pennsylvania in the middle of nowhere, um, which gives me an understanding of just normal people. Um, And the headlines today of like this picture of, you know, a monkey sold for a million dollars is asinine to uh, a normal mass consumer. Um, But every mass consumer understands the inherited value Uh, with valuable collectibles, whether it's a watch or a bag or, yeah, Pokemon card. Um, So when we see what's happening today with, like, the volatility of Ethereum, um, that doesn't affect the price of my Pokemon card. Um, Collectibles collectibles have historically appreciated in value over time the longer you hold them. Um, So talk about stability and talk about, you know, things that just make sense to mass consumers. If you're looking for the next 
big wave. You know, I'm not sure how much more juice we're going to get out of the just the P- PFP uh, world. Oh, 100% agree. You know, for, for mass consumers, this makes so much more sense. But collectibles, absolutely. Um, the only collectible I'm sad that probably isn't going to appreciate is is uh, my garbage pail kid. I really wanted that to be worth a lot, but it's I don't think it is. So, <laughs> um, so I think something just happened. Transmission. Attention, Daily Dose community. Attention, Daily Dose community. If you're out there, I'm stuck in the future. I think I really messed up, and I need your help getting back. Please. I put a tweet out. I don't know how long it'll stay, but I really need the help of the Daily Dose community. Oh, oh no. I gotta go. Oh my God, uh, the transmission just came, y'all. Uh, please check the Daily Dose account. It looks like uh, our Daily Doser from the future was able to send an image, uh, and that is clue number one. Uh, I, I hope we can figure out the, the clue. Um, so check it out. I believe uh, because the transmissions are coming from the future, that tweet might only stay up for 60 minutes. Uh, so uh, act fast. Uh, good luck. Let's save the daily doser. All right. I'm kind of, my heart's beating, um, but we got to get back to the discussion uh, while all of you daily dosers try to try to solve that puzzle and, uh, and try to help out our friend from the future. Um, all right. Let's keep, let's keep going to the, the conversation of tokenized physical assets. I, I just, maybe I'm too excited about this topic, but I just think it's fascinating. And I think it connects the real world with the blockchain, which is where us humans live. You know, we don't live in the metaverse. Like we live here and, and we, we, we care about physical things with memories and collectibles kind of fit in with that. So uh, let's keep going around to hands. Um, I know that Mr. Benjamin had their hand up before the transmission. So I'm going to throw it over to you, sir. GM, GM. Um, this Welcome. is something that I've been thinking about for pretty much since I learned about NFTs just from, experience uh you know in my own business and my family's business um a lot of people know this but my family is in uh antiques and jewelry and ebay actually started with antiques and collectibles and um we've had our account since like 97 and the amount of scams that's a long time i bet some people weren't even like you know that's uh yeah weren't even born then it's really Listening. wild when I when I call for uh, when I call tech support or anything, I, I just immediately I'm like, "Is anyone there since '97? Because I need someone experienced <laughs> to talk to." And it's you're like, "No, really, none of us were born." It, Sorry, it breaks the ice and kind of puts me in charge. But um, so we've dealt with, and this is going to be a question for Frey. Um, we've dealt with tons of very elaborate scams, uh, especially with jewelry. So I'm kind of curious, like what do you guys plan to do for authentication? Like, is it going to be like an insurance company where everybody has their own specialty? Like what do you, what do you do about watches or shoes or something complicated like antiques? Um, I'm just curious. Yeah. That's a question. Yeah. Are you afraid? Yeah. It's, it's, it's both really. I mean, it's authenticated uh, by a professional authenticator within that specific wheelhouse. Uh, and then uh, secondarily uh, with uh, the vault um, and the the holder the handlers at the vault. 
um, it really is bulletproof. I mean, it's it's extremely exciting. Like, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I you're, you're, I'm obviously very biased, but <laughs> there's pros in the job, is what we're saying. Yes, um, I enjoy it every day. Yeah, and it'll be fun to see how it shakes out too. I mean, it, I, I really do think we'll see you know many uh, companies rise up to meet this need, like Americana is doing in all sorts of different verticals. Like maybe we'll have you know, verticals that specialize in a certain subject and, and asset. Um, so it's going to be fun to see. How I, plays, I think it's so out. interesting. What are you doing Freya? I just followed you in, in Americana because, you know, even in the antique world, you know, just this week is the Miami beach antique show. And my dad, you know, has to transport. So there's like 300 pound marble statues that go down this show. And, you know, some people buy them from other countries. So being able to trade assets without actually having to move, a statue of that size is such a cool concept as well. Right. Can't wait. Can't wait to see it. Um, Mr. Benjamin, thanks for uh, your help, uh, uh, for your comment. As always, uh, I want to point out Mr. Benjamin was uh, the person that really helped us crank on the Poe app art, really supported the, the show. Uh, it's just been a selfless daily doser from day one. So I appreciate you, brother. Um, let's keep going to hands. Uh, we're talking a little bit more about tokenized physical assets. Uh, I want to keep going this subject. I think it's interesting. Um, and there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, I also want to call out that uh, it looks like you all daily dosers are are just going to town trying to figure out what is this clue? How can we save the daily doser from the future? Uh, over 11,000 images uh, views on that image. Uh, 295 retweets, 15 quote retweets, almost 1,000 likes, tons, tons of of replies it's interesting it seems like some of you think you found it some of you uh look confused come on we got to get together and uh save this daily doser so uh look forward to seeing how that works out um let's keep going to hands uh next up i'm seeing tofo study hello hi thanks for having me on stage this is my first time ever speaking on twitter woo, woo. Spaces. really excited welcome yay uh, just a quick one, uh, amen to someone who mentioned the uh, real estate uh, tokenization as a person uh, from the real estate uh, industry. I see lots of different uh, uses of blockchain and also uh, ways of how to improve the, this really old school real estate market. Uh, not only more transparency and efficiency, but also better liquidity. Uh, and also opportunity for small-scale investors. Uh, as uh, now it seems for many folks that uh, it's an investment option for the more wealthy ones. Uh, however, I think tokenization uh, will make investing in real estate more feasible for small-scale investors. 100%. And, um, this will be a game-changer uh, once this is kind of, you know, more... Um, more widespread and more uh, popular of course now we yeah. see some examples of that but obviously uh, we need more time uh, to um, make real estate tokenization uh, a more a mainstream uh, theme yes i couldn't agree more so um in the past i invested um into something called peer street which is this idea of uh almost fractionalized uh ownership of um of investment properties and it's interesting because it's is very hard and kind of clumsy um uh, and now that we could theoretically uh fractionalize uh real estate assets uh and put them on the blockchain really it, it'll unlock uh maybe we would call it 
you know, uh, block real estate FI, you know, uh, I can't wait to see kind of where that goes and the tokenization of those physical assets um, should be uh, should be exciting. So uh, we're seeing huge numbers of replies and comments on the clue. Um, the good news is you have 12 days to figure this out. Remember, uh, you, you know, I'm sure some of you are smart and probably screenshotting that image. Um, you know, you've got 12 days to figure this out. So uh, I know you can do it. It's totally okay to to get together with your friends and your buds and look at the image and try to figure out what is that clue. Um, uh, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a one word clue. There's a clue in there somewhere. What is it? Um, you know, you can figure it out. Uh, but just remember everybody who's playing has to be in the space listening live. So uh, make sure you're here and your buddies are here. And All don't right. DM me for, for answers. I'm not going to give it to you. <laughs> Leave Mr. Benjamin alone. Y'all <laughs> love it. That's so awesome. Uh, we got to save that daily doser. All right. Um, let's keep going. Talking a little bit about physical tokenized assets. Uh, we only have about 10 ish minutes left on the show. Uh, crypto daily. Welcome. GM GM. Yeah. I mean, just hearing everything, I think one big space that we're going to see tokenization of assets is within like, obviously like collectible shoes, uh, which was mentioned earlier, but also like we're starting to see, you know, big companies like Porsche and DeLorean actually take into consideration of, uh, you know, tokenization of assets. But where I see this really disrupting a lot of things is, you know, the industry of creating fakes, knockoffs, right? So like Louis Vuitton handbags um, on the streets of New York or, you know, fake Yeezys, different things like that. Tokenization with NFC chips is something that's going to really like shape that in a very different way, in my opinion. Yep, 100% agree. I actually got to spend time with the DeLorean team uh, at, uh, at Web3 Expo in Las Vegas, and they're actually going to be putting the uh, statistics and data from the car on the blockchain as well. So you have uh, you know a blockchain record of of provenance of you know service history and and everything you might want to know. Yeah, I think they're choosing an L2. Uh, so it's you know chat, uh, cheap and fast to do that. So I, I think you're absolutely right. Well, we'll just, I, I firmly believe every valuable asset on the planet is going to be put on on the blockchain. So um, we're looking forward to yeah. that. We're we're gonna uh, go ahead. I was Sorry. just gonna say the other thing too is like with uh, tokenization of assets. I think where we're going is a lot of these items are going to be chipped, and a lot of the normal people, the public aren't even going to realize that they're using NFTs at all. It'll be mass adoption and they'll just adopt it naturally. Yeah. It'd just be, you know, the verification certificate, like people don't need to understand the underlying tech as long as it's safe, it makes sense uh, and it helps them do what they want to do. Um, So uh, crypto daily, appreciate your comments. Um, uh, Lynette Bennett Grant uh, uh, commented from the crowd she said, as a massive collector of physical collectibles and art, I loved Americana's vision and wanted to be a larger part of it. It needs a safe place, as Jake mentioned, for the things I love. Uh, she's got a picture of all the fun collectibles that uh, that she's collecting. So um, it sounds like y'all were all pretty bullish on the future of you know tokenized uh, physical assets and, and trading uh, collectibles on chain. Um, it does seem like it makes sense. Uh, there's going to be a lot of interesting startups, you know, uh, arising in the space. Um, Frey, I appreciate you popping by and, and sharing your knowledge on the subject. Um, really excited to see where this plays out. Uh, let's uh, we're going to reset the uh, the room and the speakers as we transition to the next topic. Thanks 
y'all for uh, for for chiming in and and uh, giving us your thoughts. The next topic we're going to tackle is crossing the chasm between Web two and Web three. So we've seen, uh, unfortunately, a lot of large negative sentiment around NFTs and Web three as a whole. And when a large reputable organization tries to educate their current audience, they're often met with massive dissatisfaction, you know, some outright kind of hostility. Uh, for instance, we saw National Geographic post about NFTs. They have an audience of about 256 million followers in an attempt to educate and explain what are NFTs. And if you read through the comments, they're just they're just a lot of a lot of nastiness, a lot of negativity. Uh, you know, people are asking, did the account get hacked? You know, uh, and so we're seeing really a lot of fumbling going on from, you know, web one, web two to, to web three. So I want to ask, how should a company or an artist or a creator who wants to move into web three, how do they appropriately onboard their existing audience with them? Because um, I, I think we all want to see this happen. And I think throwing around some ideas and and chatting about uh, what we think works and what doesn't work could be helpful. Um, so let's get some uh, speakers up on stage who are passionate about uh, how do we how do we effectively onboard Web One, Web Two uh, audiences onto Web Three from these large brands. Um, so uh, I'm going to go first to uh, Tito. Hello, GM, GM. Uh, can you hear me? I can. Welcome. Oh, a pleasure to be here again, uh, Ryan Clemente. And it's amazing that you t t uh, give us this, this topic because I was uh, uh, want to talk about the, the post that uh, Clemente put about National Geographic and about all the negative comments that a lot of people makes about NFTs. Uh, you know, I'm uh, if so, uh, if this is the first time you hear me, I'm I'm Tito. I'm from Peru, and I'm going to say, uh, and I know that. Uh, in my perspective, as a Latin American or South American guy, I saw a lot of negativity uh, from people in my close friends or even a lot of Peruvians, because I, that's the most people that I'm I am touch, obviously, that I obviously have negative thoughts, thoughts of, of NFT or crypto, uh, even when it was bull run. Because obviously they have this idea that this is a scam, that they want to take your money. Or the classic uh, uh, comment that I always see is that this is a Ponzi scheme. And some more conservative people say that this is something related to the devil. I don't know. you know, But <clears throat> I think that that's really crazy. And how we can change that, for example, my perspective as an artist, is trying to... Uh, use NFTs, but not as, uh, you know, like make it more uh, useful, not like an, a particular um, mm. uh, uh, thing. You know, like if, if we could introduce NFTs without people knowing that they are minting NFTs, yes, that's exactly. the way, for example, exactly. For totally example, buying, buying, for example, a ticket to a concert. And without knowing, using your debit or credit card, you get an NFT. And then a couple of months, you, you know that, oh, wait, I have a wallet? What's that? Oh, right. I have an NFT <laughs> for, the, for the Bad Bunny concert I, I, I went like two months ago. And yet, yes, then, that's the right. whole two you can integrate. But yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I, I totally agree. And I, I actually think our previous discussion around, you know, the, the, the usefulness of being able to trade collectibles easier is, is an example of people saying, oh, like this is actually better. 
Um, so I hear you, Tito. A good point. Like uh, focusing more on on what what people want versus uh, you know a term that don't understand. So um, yeah, I have a good one. I have a good sort of like analogy. Go for it. Even on OpenSea, who I love, you know, and they're happy uh, investors of ours. But it's like jumping through five flaming hoops to buy an NFT and it's high <laughs> risk. But uh, but I like I, jumping through flaming hoops. What's the problem? Yeah. yeah, the analogy is very simple, right? It's like it's it's like telling someone how to drive a car. Um, what you do is you put your foot onto this piece of metal, which forces fuel from the fuel tank into the carburetor, which explodes, and then it pushes a piston, spins the axles, and the and the wheels move. It's like we're explaining all of these things. Uh, and, and people think, don't want to know. They're like, what? Yeah, it's on the car to drive. It, it needs to get to the point where it's like, yeah, right pedal is go, left pedal stop. Have fun. I love it. Amen. And we're getting there. Uh, but Frey, appreciate the, uh, the the comment. Let's go uh, next to Melvin.eth. Hello. Hi, Ryan. Thank you so much for bringing me up uh, on the stage, first of all. Of course. Okay. Um, my answer on how we could educate the Web 1 and Web 2 uh, space into web three is um, first of all um, change the change the word of choice uh, about uh, NFTs because it has a negative connotation when you hear NFTs. Instead, you could say um, digital art. Um, when I when I buy an NFT, uh, I tell my parents uh, I bought digital art, and and they understand it more when I say. In simple terms, instead of yeah, I bought an NFT via my MetaMask. Right. So what I'm saying, yeah, don't explain all the details. Yeah, yeah, true. And then I say I just bought digital art, and if they're interested and curious, they could explain uh, further. I should. I think we should only target the people who are interested. Um, Otherwise, uh, it, it has no sense to explain to people who are not interested at all i think we should we should uh, educate the people who are interested and and change the narrative digital art digital collective etc totally agree thanks melvin appreciate you stopping by um before i go to next hands uh, you all are still sharing some really fun uh, comments about what you did over the weekends uh kurt alexander said gm took this little princess to get a spa day her nails were long and she was starting she was starting to smell pretty funny. It's a cute picture of their dog looking out from a little blanket. Um, and uh Vato, uh, which is at uh Vato E said, worked with Chat GP to learn more about the algorithm and how you can code with it. I uh, love seeing that. And uh David uh Dave Say said, grab Korean BBQ with the fam. Uh, it looks really yummy. So love hearing about what you all are doing over the weekends. Uh let's go to GW next. Hello, GW. GM, GM, Ryan Clemente, thank you for having me uh, up on the stage. Welcome. Um, yeah, I think, I think you know, echoing what Melvin and Frey said, you have to make it as easy as possible. Um, you know, people can just sign up with an with email address or a phone number, um, and they don't know what is powering everything behind. They don't know it's blockchain. They don't know it's NFT, but they're collecting things, um, and then that, that's how you – that's how you onboard the masses is just unfortunately for now is don't mention it. Yep. <laughs> don't talk. Don't look directly at it. <laughs> um, no, I, I appreciate the comment. Uh, Keen, how are you doing? Welcome. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. I mean, Good. just to Good add to, to 
Yeah, tell me what, what our folks had said, had said. I mean, I was at our Basel, I was on a panel that was sponsored by National Geographic. And, you know, they were, they kind of were teasing the NFT project. And a lot of the feedback I had for them, and, and I was pretty, I took a pretty, you know, fundamentalist approach in my conversation because what, what you see a lot from these Web2 folks is they're, they're not doing anything innovative. Right. So National Geographic is a big enough brand that it can get a bunch of artists together and it could do a drop. Like there's no innovation there. Right. It seems like they're right. just tagging along. And I think part of the challenge and part of what I noticed actually in the room at this event is that and it was a fairly African crowd because it was it was sponsored by an African you know, PR firm who planned it. There's a lot of negative connotation that comes with National Geographic and certain domiciles. Right. Because a lot of the images that they've promoted historically have been negative images that kind of give a warped view, for example, of what Africa is like, right? So the starving child in Ethiopia is an image that like National Geographic and many kind of pushed forth in the 80s, right? And so a lot of people think that, you know, people are still starving in Africa or people live in huts. And some of those kind of just, you know, very weird images that are kind of put forth that give a wrong perception of things. And I think that, you know, the way for entities like this to do well is they need to spend time in this space and they need to actually partner with innovative organizations, right? Like moving forward, for example, you know, once Americana launches and things are going, like that to me would be, you know, where I would send Web2 entities that are trying to bridge the gap to go partner with folks that actually build an innovation, making it easier for people like solving real world problems, like we're not quite there yet, but like when you start solving like real world problems in large markets, right? You know, collectibles, art, storage, right? Um, you know, proving authenticity. That's a massive problem in, in, in multiple multi-billion dollar industries, right? And I think when yeah, we man. have that and, and infrastructure in place, my advice to a lot of these companies is if, if you want to re remain relevant and do it the right way, you have to partner with the new firms coming up. And I just think in general, like when most innovation happens, right, the incumbents usually don't follow, right? It's new companies that come up that actually drive innovation forward. And I think that's what we're gonna see in Web3 as well. We're just gonna see, right, there'll be Amazons that emerge out of Web3 that sort of, right, you know, um, um, put some of the incumbents to shame and, and those guys just become irrelevant over time. So mm -hmm. I think once we get to that position where we have large companies that are actually innovative and, and driving real, real value and growth. Then we'll see people coming in because these will be the new trusted entities that people can rely on that don't come in with a scarred past, right? Yes. Uh, or, yep. Yeah. I hear you. Thanks. Thanks for uh, uh, bringing your thought uh, uh, to the table. I appreciate it. I agree. Uh, there's just no shortcut here. Um, uh, I, I do think we will see a lot of... Uh, really valuable, interesting royalty programs, uh, come up. I really do think, uh, you know, uh, brands are going to realize that they can actually reward their community, uh, in a real way. And then that will slowly bring people on, you know, we're seeing the beginning of that a little bit with Starbucks Odyssey, you know, these things are starting to happen. Uh, but I think we'll see those roll out at scale. Uh, we're almost out of time. Uh, let's go to Clemente. I, I, yeah, really quickly, Ryan, because I, I'm curious, a lot of people are saying like, hey, NFTs, the negative reaction around them was the same around the internet early on. Do you 
knowing and, and with your experience in community building in this kind of tech world post dot com bubble, what kinds of similarities do you see, if any, between the two as far as these? Do you feel like NFTs have a little bit more of a negative connotation? And with your experience in the in the internet, and as that got more widely adopted, how long was it before this uh, this negative uh, connotation went away? Um, you know, we saw a massive hype leading into 2000, and then we saw a big crash, uh, and then and then we saw uh, entities like Y Combinator come up in 2005, right? So, you know, maybe we're looking at a two, three, four year. Uh, building period here, um, uh, you know, from the height of last year uh, to real, uh, like really interesting things, uh, you know, being adopted by the public. I think anybody in this game that's truly building knows anything good takes eight to 10 years. Uh, there's just no, you know, quick, cute shortcut here. Um, but, but, but take my word for it. I, I would bet my career on this that the future of commerce of uh tech of uh finance um the future of infrastructure is going to be on the blockchain right so uh here we go and uh cute pictures of animals is not what we're talking about here (laughs) we're talking about uh you know uh, every every asset on earth being tokenized and put on the blockchain um so really really exciting times um but it but it does take time so y'all this was fun um, I really enjoyed uh, the deeper discussion around tokenizing physical assets. I enjoyed the discussion around, uh, you know, how do we, how do big brands onboard more effectively uh, to really help their communities uh, unlock the power of, of blockchain and Web3. Uh, really fun uh, to get a transmission from our daily doser in the future. I hope they're okay. Uh, and uh, good luck finding that clue. Um, don't forget, you've got 12 days to solve these clues, and then uh, you're going to submit them all on the final day. Uh, so, so you have time to figure it out. Good luck. Uh, we've got to save that amazing daily doser. Um, and I can't wait for one of you to win a guaranteed allow list to the project. So uh, good luck. I want to thank uh, Clemente for helping me co-host. Uh, I want to thank the team behind the scenes that you never see that's really making this thing go. Uh, want to thank Gigi for, for being so creative and coming up with some fun ideas uh, for this game and for Mr. Benjamin's support and help on that. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, uh, Mentify. Uh, they just do a great job bringing value, but also supporting the show and, and Lucky Trader bringing the news. And to everyone speaking, thanks for hopping up. And But most of all, thank you for listening, everybody. We love you. We appreciate you. We're so excited about building this, this long-term healthy community of the Daily Dose. Um, so, Have a lovely Tuesday, and uh, we're going to see you tomorrow, as always, for the Daily Dose. Uh, Clemente, why don't you take us out with some tunes? Absolutely, and uh, don't forget, Final Ryan is doing a little thinking cap investigation space uh, right after this. The tweet is pinned up at the top. Thanks again, guys.